The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome, everyone. Yes, welcome to yet another Tuesday where from 3 to 4 p.m. we talk about real estate mortgage and all things related. That's right, and this is a live call-in show, so if you have questions for us, give us a ring. You can catch us toll-free, 866-712-1300. Yes, absolutely. Or you can always get us on Twitter. I'm going to be logging into our account right now at Team Reba. And Eric is at Eric is my banker. Or you can also go to our Facebook pages. Well, you actually can't use your Facebook page that way, can you? Sure. Can you? Yeah, why not? Your personal page? Sure. Okay. So someone, so they can find you, Just Eric Osnes. Eric Osnes. Yeah. A-A-S-N-E-S-S. Be sure to friend him and follow him. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Stalk him on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Have Eric as your banker. That's right. (laughs) Everybody needs a banker as a friend. Believe me. Actually, they really do. It's true. They truly do. I answer so many different like questions from people just kind of random. Hey, we met so-and-so a while back. And can you answer a question for me? Because... There's all these story problems out there. Oh yeah, and every single one of them are like, "Well, wait, wait, wait. Let me let's we sometimes we have to like pencil them out, you know, graph them out. They can become so complicated. Oh yeah, those are fun though. Those are kind of fun ones to figure out. So they they can be fun. You get different kinds of story problems. I get the other side of it where we're trying to work out the transaction and the story mm-hmm. problem sometimes comes up. Right. In the middle of the transaction. <laughs> it's a well, little less pleasant to deal with. I get that, with. too. I get that, you too. Know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I just know. had one today. Can I just do a little public service announcement? Oh, sure. So I'm well, At least I say at- that without knowing what you're about right, to right, say. Right, right, right. No, it's all right. It's all right. I'll, I'll hide the names to protect the, the innocent. The but, evil and yeah, or the yeah, innocent. Yeah. Okay, so, got it. And this is kind of 101, but... Um, when when we process a loan, we have to look at two months' worth of bank statements. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. we see any large deposits on those statements, we have to reconcile where did they come from. Oh, no. And it, it, if it's anything more than about half your income for most uh-huh. loans, for conventional Your loans, monthly income. Your monthly income. Mm-hmm. Or if it's an FHA loan, it's only 25% of your income. I have to know where, mm. where it came from. Right. Well, uh, I needed an updated statement for this customer, and all of a sudden I see a $10,000 deposit. So I'm like... 10,000? 10,000. So I have to figure out where that come from because I can't use it if I can't document an acceptable source. And they can't use it as any portion of that. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I technically didn't need this this money, but I still have to look at where where it's at. Right. So they say, oh, yeah, um, that was the deposit from a personal loan I took out to buy a car. And um, now I've already oh, run no. credit. I had no idea about. Now we have another liability that showed up. Oh, and debt to income uh, ratio. Debt to income ratio requirement. We have to stay out or below forty five percent. I'm at forty four point seven percent right now. Oh wow! <laughs> before even looking at this, so oh. so you know the and, and I always have this conversation with my customers. Mm-hmm. Don't do 
anything when mm-hmm. you're buying a home. Don't buy yeah. a car. Don't buy furniture. Yeah. Don't, don't do anything. We hear that sometimes, too, because some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, and I went, I was shopping, and I bought this couch, and I was like, no, ah, stop, right. stop, stop. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> don't do no. that. Hold on, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, please stop spending money already. Yeah. Like, you have to yeah. get through this but, part first. Please. Yeah. Buy the house and then get the car. Yes. And, and then you, you Clearly, just, those people are the ones who have not come to our home buyer classes. <laughs> right, because we sort of hammer them on the head with that with that yes. information. It's like, don't yes. do it, don't do it. Can, can I give a, a, an additional public service mm. announcement mm-hmm. in things that you need to have in preparation? Because as you know, we have a transaction that we're working on right now that um, whether it's personal consumption of a house where it's going to be your private residence or an investment... Yeah, are you... Um, Please make sure that you've done your tax returns for the prior two years before starting your transaction. <laughs> we we had, as you know, a surprise mm-hmm. from one of our investors doing a 1031 exchange. And um, because we'd... You know, the thing was, I'm going to give a little real world to people who are listening to this. Like, I, I can't believe how many people, you know, they're always like, how, how could someone forget to do their taxes? It happens yeah. a lot more frequently than you would think. It does. And so, yeah. you know, hey, listeners out there, if you're even thinking about doing something with regard to real estate, especially because they need all this kinds of documentation, right? go make sure your financial house is in, is order. in order. Your financial house needs to be in order before you can buy a house. Right. 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 So, the, you know, the surprise was here we were talking about a 1031 exchange with this person last May. That's where the real shocker comes in is that we'd been talking about all of this for many, many moons before the transaction even happened. Mm-hmm. And we were told, hey, go talk. You know, well, actually, we went to them first and said, please. As we're looking at the taxable situation here, go talk to your CPA if you have one. He said, oh, yeah, 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 my cousin, he's a, he's a CPA. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And so he went and spoke to him. But somehow, in the middle of the all that, filing, the, tax the thing. filing didn't seem to come up. <laughs> or at least we're not aware of that right, because we didn't right. have initial contact with that no. other person. Because we had recommended some other CPAs just in case. And he said, no, 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 I have a family member. Right. And, you know, so just... Note to self, people out there, you know, and also, I also want to say this, because as a business owner, um, this would be a different kind of public service announcement and a big shout out to CPAs, Mm -hmm. good CPAs who actually do tax planning. Yes. If if that's another one that you really should have. You need to have a banker. You Mm -hmm. need to have a CPA. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other... Really great insurance insurance person. person. Yeah, Because you need to have these good... You know, in your back pocket, you should at least have maybe a great estate planner, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, be working your... In fact, did I happen to tell you that I had a conversation with my mom about her estate planning this last week? I don't think I did. Mm -mm. So um, I got the surprise this last week. Um, A couple of people I care a lot about ended up in the emergency room. Mm. And one of them happened to be my mother. Mm. Unfortunately, both these people ended up the same day in the emergency room. And my mom was one of them. And, you know, a couple of years ago, she had a triple bypass. You know, my dad passed a few years ago, so she's on her own now. She's widowed. 
And, you know, she had triple bypass. She's now been diagnosed with diabetes and, you know, just has like these ongoing complications that are starting to come up. But, you know, she she's still very, very independent. In fact, almost like frighteningly and um, frustratingly independent at times. (laughs) And and so I'm I'm chatting with she calls me up on Saturday to tell me the update. Right. Because thankfully, I guess, with text messaging nowadays, she can alert like 10 of us at one time now instead of us all finding out after the fact, at least we all. Get well, the same good. horrifying text message right. at the well, same good. moment. You know, I'm like, that. oh, panic! What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Okay, you said you're at the hospital. Could you tell us which one? You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, but it led to a great conversation. So as I even talk about estate planning. Yeah. So shout out to a couple of my favorite estate planners, Dave Peltier and Tim Burkhart. Tim Burkhart, as you know, has been on the show. Mm-hmm. So if people want to go back and find some of our past episodes, he did a great episode really with sharp. us. Yeah. Very, very sharp guy. I yeah. love a sense of humor, too. He takes what is often a, a tender subject for a lot of people right. and makes it fun, actually, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in terms of the planning and really makes it thought provoking. But I had to have this conversation with my mom because... With her health situation, I also happen to have a brother who's got a a terminal illness right now. He's got a rare bone cancer. And my brothers are both named as powers of attorney for my mother, Mm. uh, both Mm -hmm. financial and for medical. And so I had to point out to her, hey, mom, have you gone back and taken a look because like when my parents had their accident years ago i was the one sorting through all their documents through the wills the powers of attorney and you know do not resuscitates and all that kind of stuff and um noted that you know my sister and i were my dad's poas and my brothers were mom's poas and so i said to her you know you might want to rethink this because my brother is going to be having a major surgery this spring yeah. And depending on how his outcome, you know, like he'll never get rid of this cancer he has because it's not the kind that ever goes away, but his condition will change over time, right? Yeah. So I said, you yeah. might want to go back and review your documents because I don't remember which one was covering which area, uh, but you might want to rethink your planning and talk to the family about who should perhaps take over some of those roles. Meaning you. Yeah. No, actually not necessarily meaning me mm. because I'm actually the f- most physically far away from her. Ah, got so, it. you know, I was my dad's medical power of attorney and that meant every time he had an emergency, yeah, I had to drop a thousand dollars on an airline ticket and fly back. Sure. And it was usually at like 10 o'clock at night. So typically not a good time because there are no flights around that time of night usually. And so you're going to get there maybe 12 hours later when it's too late to make any decisions. Right. 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 But, um, so my point to her was you might want to either consolidate into one person who is local or reestablish who that is. Cause maybe some of my sister-in-laws could step in in some of those capacities if she feels confident enough with that. Um, and then additionally, I asked her to update her will because here's what I'm going to point out this, and this is real estate related. So, she owns several rental properties. And since my father's passing, she's also purchased some additional ones where my brother is meant to be the beneficiary and he's on title with her. But here's the problem about her will. Her will mentions about the fact that she and my dad owned a bunch of rental properties but did not identify the properties themselves. Mm -hmm. They just lumped them into a category of rentals mm-hmm. that they owned. And upon her death, they are to be split amongst the four children, mm-hmm. which could be problematic 
when it's mm-hmm. not specifying the specific, mm-hmm. you know, sure could issues. Yeah. So I told her, I was like, you know, here's the thing. She hasn't even talked to this, the children about it. And I happen to know that most of the rest of us aren't even necessarily interested in having those rental properties because my brother was a minister and doesn't have a retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Many people don't realize that a lot of times uh, those folks, right. like he didn't feed into Social Security, so he doesn't have a retirement backup. And so as someone who hasn't paid into Social Security, who through the church organization does not receive any kind of funding for his retirement, many of us in the family who have different planning are more than happy to say, just gift them to him, mm-hmm. you know, but she needs to change her will. Right. And so that's, that's a big thing. So as you look at who the, you know, preferred people are and the people who are the trusted advisors in your life, you need to have that estate planner in your back Absolutely. pocket. Absolutely. Well, everybody out there driving, raise your hand if you don't have a will yet. Now, put them back on the wheel <laughs> and we are going to be back in just a few minutes for more with Open House with Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Where every Tuesday at 3 o'clock we bring you real estate and finance news and uh, this this radio show it, it is a live call in show. Uh, it's not a it's not an infomercial. It's kind of funny no, how huh? that works sometimes. You know, I've I've heard other real estate shows and it's all you know you know we do this me and we me, do me, that. me 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 yeah, me yeah, me me. Yeah. We're really not trying to do that. We always bring on <laughs> we we try and bring on interesting guests and they're not always interesting, but well, we try. We try. <laughs> we try. No, right. we've actually been pretty lucky. We've yeah. had some pretty darn good. Guess. Oh, absolutely. In fact, sometimes and we make them more interesting. I know. And, and it's funny. <laughs> so today's one of the first days in weeks that it's just yeah. you and I here in the studio I know. today kind of so talking I have to make about you more real interesting. estate and finance. Hey, I can do it. I can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I Look got, at you. Got my yeah. game face yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Doing your That's arm right. pulls, chest pulls. <laughs> That's okay, right. Okay, you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, but but no, it's always, you know, there's so much going on in this industry and, oh, and it's so just much. moving at the, at the speed of light. And uh, especially listings, because there aren't any out there. Of course, in our case right now, it's the speed of sound since we're on the right. radio. I know. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, 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 what are you, what are you saying? Same crazy overheated market. You know, it's really interesting because um, you know I mentioned last week that the MLS came out with an article saying that we had just had a, a new low in terms of inventory available, right? Yeah. And, and and that is absolutely true. I mean, but but the market is still frothy and in a frenzy, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of activity going on, yeah. but not necessarily a lot of people actually landing the mark and getting a property, right? So there's lots of people out there, lots of people engaged, but not necessarily, you know, getting exactly what they want. But I had a conversation with um, one of my longtime inspector buddies today, because mm-hmm. I was following up on um, one of our mutual clients, we're doing the inspection process, and we're there's this whole air gap thing about when you have a dishwasher connected and how that's done and sure. whatnot. So a uh, lot of, lot of not, no pun intended, but you know, a lot of moving parts involved in this discussion. And uh, so anyway, I, I got a hold of him to find out, you know, what was his input? Because I got sure. input from 
the inspector who'd done the inspection, which happened to be my husband. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we were going online and finding, you know, Washington state guidelines on plumbing connections. And then there's the King County and King County apparently does the stuff for the city and, you know, does the sign offs with the department of health and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so we were finding all this information. So I went back to John Laswell of Laswell Home Inspection to to get his input because he's been doing it for so long, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a very trusted resource with yep, me. Good guy. And I was also apologizing to him at the same time saying, you know, I'm so sorry that we haven't been working together as often. You know, it's sometimes people just pick James because it's simple and because he does sewer scopes too. So they can do two in one, you know, kind of thing. And he's like, oh, hey, don't even worry about it. He goes, I've actually been scaling back because I'm really focused on doing the Seattle rental inspections. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of re-geared his business a little bit that direction. But on top of it, he also said to me, he goes, we actually haven't been seeing as much activity in inspections. And here's why I think that is. Because I thought, I, you know, a bunch of us agents who are still busy, which it is a small percentage of us mm-hmm. who are doing the majority of the business in the Puget Sound region. Right. But um, I said, well, why do, why do you really think that is? He goes, you know, I just, there's not enough inventory. And I said, well, that's true. I said, but, you know, James stays fairly busy. I said, do you think it's because he does pre-inspections and you don't? And he went, probably, mm-hmm. because there right. is a difference well, the between those. Moving so fast that many people don't have the luxury of putting an inspection contingency exactly. in their offer. Yeah. So they have to pre-inspect the home before they offer. Yeah. And and, and I do want to mention to our listeners uh what that really means, the difference between those two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we've mentioned them maybe in past shows, but I want to bring it up again now because there are people doing pre-inspections. And so here's here's the difference. You know, when John said, here's why I don't do them. Now, I'd heard him tell me this before, but I, I let him finish the whole thing. Um, but he has made a business decision not to do pre-inspections because typically in the pre-inspections, people want them at a discount mm-hmm. and they want to have basically a verbal inspection right but here's the issue if you are an inspector who carries errors and emissions insurance which not all inspectors do right right. we want to point that out to listeners we carry you know we we work with what we consider the gold standard of inspectors meaning that they not only have the washington state licensing for being a home inspector but they also carry the additional uh, pest inspection license, Mm -hmm. which is completely different and monitored by the Department of Agriculture, but then they also carry errors and emissions insurance. So me as a real estate agent and any other real estate agent out there, we have to carry E&O insurance on every transaction that we're part of. But the home inspection industry does not require the inspectors to carry E&O insurance. And so what John was saying was that, hey, for me, he goes, I've talked to all these different E&O companies, and if I don't provide a written report, I'm at risk of a lawsuit if something goes wrong after the fact, and, yeah. I, and I've only done a verbal, and I'm not covered. Yep, yep. Right? And so, like, I know, like, in the case of James, his whole policy is he'll do them, but the requirement is that if the buyer wins the bidding process, gets the property, then they pay the additional $100 mm-hmm. to get the written get the report because it pays for his time to Makes complete sense. it. And then he still has the coverage. Mm-hmm. The biggest concern, though, we always have to talk about debating amongst ourselves and the family uh, is, you know, risk for us is, you know, what if someone doesn't tell him? Right. 
that they got the house. Yeah. Right. You have to follow up. Well, yeah, you have to follow up. And I know oftentimes he asks me to go and check in the MLS to see who was the agent that closed the transaction because then he knows by Mm -hmm. the agent. Right, who right. that might be, right? But it's a lot of extra follow-up and, yeah, and, and, some, and, risk and some risk. Yeah. But there's a lot of inspectors out there that don't even carry the ENO that mm. maybe people want to know. So if you're yeah. looking for those kinds of things, you can always go to um, the state licensing and look up what is required, mm-hmm. You know, what do they have to carry. Oh, but it's really important. We're always a big fan of uh, go with the people who have the most coverage and who, who do the most for you. Absolutely. Right? For, the, yeah. for basically the same price. Absolutely. Because there's usually very little price difference between those inspectors. That's right. That's right. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's a fast, fast, little little crazy market out there. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's an absolutely nutso market and we are seeing, um, but I will, here's what I'm also going to tell you though. I'm starting to see on outlying areas, builders providing more and more incentives nowadays. Further out. Further yeah, out, South yes. and to the, maybe further to the to north. The north. Yep, Correct. Yep, yep. So they're doing a little bit. Now they are limiting it a lot of times um, to their in-house lending, of course. Mm-hmm. As you know, uh, we're working with a company right now that one of our clients is buying a property. Mm-hmm. And they only are providing the financial benefit if you use their lender. Right. But using their lender doesn't always mean you're going to get the best deal. So if you're only focused right. on that credit. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of a timely um, topic because mm-hmm. um, this is a, an area of lending where a lot of the times a builder will work with either an in-house lender or they may have a, a couple right. lenders that, that are their preferred, preferred providers mm-hmm. and they will only give a buyer a discount if you go through that particular lender. So you're sort of, as a buyer, you're, you're corralled you know, to that lender. Right. And uh, a lot of the times the builder will insist that the buyer make application with that builder's right. lender yeah. you know, before moving forward. And, um, and why is that? Well, the, the reason is because that lender is in some way compensating the builder for that referral business. Mm-hmm. And this is in, in a topic that's, that the, the CFPB, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, has taken great interest in over the last um, kind of couple months. Oh really? And, uh, okay. And as a matter of fact, um, as as CFPB is out, and also the FDIC are auditing lenders. They're taking a laser beam focus on on lenders and and what they're offering. And the rationale that is, if you are um, working with a certain lender and you get a discount, let's say a lender gives you a thousand dollars discount, or the builder says you're going to get a thousand dollars from the lender if you use that lender to buy buy my new home. Mm-hmm. Well. From the CFPB's perspective, if that lender is offering a $1,000 discount to somebody buying from that builder, they have to offer that to everybody. You know, I Otherwise, wondered about that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's discriminating. Well, it's, right. it's, it's called disparate lending, meaning that, that you're not treating everybody equally. You're giving right. special incentives to one particular group of people just because you right. happen to be getting business. So the way the CFPB looks at it, that builder is paying um, for that business. And uh, and that's a problem. So does that become um, like a RESPA violation? It does. It's well, the, we're going to have all kinds of conversation oh, about RESPA time. today. Yes, we are because okay, the real, real estate settlement procedures act. Yes, um, because RESPA basically says um, that any fee, kickback, or thing of value given in exchange for business mm-hmm. is illegal. Right. So how do the builders do it? The answer is they they haven't been called on the carpet yet, but is it's it coming. Is it kickbacks basically from their 
lending well, side it's, or it's, it's kind of it's 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 sort of it's I'll give you the business if in exchange for that you give discounts to to my customers to make mm-hmm. it easier for them to buy a home you're going to do advertising you're going to do marketing mm-hmm. you're going to set up an office in my um, model home right um, you know all of these th- which are, is similar like when they used to have the marketing service agreements and mm-hmm. and those are no longer allowed in real estate offices for mortgages mortgager people right, to, right. to be there well and and yeah exactly where you go into a real estate office mm-hmm. and you see a mortgage company in there mm-hmm. um, while they're paying for the for the right to do that um, but you're we're still seeing a little bit of it on the, in the in the builder in the right. builder world and uh and and if you do see it it's just because whoever's doing it hasn't been been caught yet or, or called under the called under the carpet yet so, so that's interesting because a lot of the largest builders in the u.s have these Mm -hmm. mortgage divisions so okay so now that i'm sitting here thinking about this a little bit more you know because i always kind of looked at those as being a little bit like let's say you went to buy a car Mm -hmm. or a motorcycle and you got the financing which is you know like say gm has its own financing arm Mm -hmm. or harley davidson has its own financing arm right i always kind of assumed it was similar but you know of course Mm -hmm. i know we always have to have it when they used to have escrow companies that were tied to real estate firms we always had to have tens of disclosures and say hey there's a you know relationship and that's right that's right so well this is all this is all coming down the road, and it's, okay. and and the CFPB has a wide-reaching spread. I mean, they mm-hmm. are going to get into car loans. They are going to get into paycheck loans. They're mm-hmm. going to be getting into real estate offices. And Isn't there a services. risk of them being abolished right now, though? I would seriously doubt uh, that that okay. would happen. Okay. Yeah. No, I I think possibly they could be pared back just a little okay. bit. Um, okay. But, uh, I keep no. hearing there's rumor of it, but... Well, okay. yeah, I'd, I'd be... Well, let's talk about it more when we come back. Sounds good. Or call us if you got questions, 866-712-1300. Be back in a minute. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Banco Mortgage. So do we want to jump right back into yeah, discussions of things like RESPA and... Heady <laughs> topics like that. Yes. Yeah. Things yeah, that I know are... Like average falling asleep and driving off the road or Oh, anything. good gosh. Please don't yeah. do that. Considering no. how many weird accidents happened yesterday and some, some fatal ones as well. Like We, we, don't, we don't need oh, a, another that, Uber driver into a gas right. station. And, and actually, now is the time for um, my, my weekly sort of primer on driving oh, no. skills and etiquette and is things like that. Prius so, rant no, of no, the no, day? No, no, okay, no. Okay. Actually, not a Prius this time. <laughs> No, this time it's a it's a Dodge Club Cab, you know, diesel jacked up, you know, <laughs> Cummins pickup. And okay. and so here's the thing. Here's the thing about let's talk about physics, okay? You're driving down the road, you got all four wheels on on the ground, mm-hmm. right? Hopefully. And uh so what happens when you grenade your brakes, you slam on your brakes, all the weight of oh, that yeah. vehicle goes to the front, right? Oh, yeah. The nose drops down. Yeah. So you got very little weight it's in like the back. It's like a woman in high heels. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I 
exactly. a little tipsy. Exactly. <laughs> Inherently unstable. And, uh, and, uh, and so, so, you know so, how to walk in so when it's pouring down rain, sort of monsoon style, like we've had for oh, how many yeah. straight days right now oh, in this yeah. area. It's soggy. And, and the big, the big club cab pickup grenades their brakes because they're busy texting and not noticing traffic <laughs> came to a complete stop in front of them. Um, what happens? The back end of that pickup truck is light as a feather. Oh yeah. And, a, and then they start spinning. So I, I was, uh, you know, day before yesterday going down 405, and I'm eyeball to eyeball with the guy driving this truck as he's spinning around. I oh, saw him once, geez. twice, three times as he's doing pirouettes in front oh. of me. And uh, miraculously, everybody else driving was paying attention, and he didn't hit anybody. <laughs> um, so he ended up stopped in the middle of the road, faced the wrong way, you know, and, and no accident, which was, a, uh, you know, a, a godsend, yes. actually. So thank you, Definitely. folks on 405. The rest of you were all paying attention. You did very pleased. Perfectly. Yes. And and how many times does that happen out there on the road? So except yeah. everybody except for the guy driving the big so green jacked up. So you saw a little up, highway ballet. Yeah, a little little highway, <laughs> little you know some yeah some uh, some. I have I have a definite image in my mind right now of a large Dodge truck spinning, doing like, a pirouette. It, it was it was it was uh, ungainly and and very annoying. Yes. But, yeah. So well, anyway, speaking uh, so, of ungainly, yeah, let's talk about the market, huh? <laughs> yeah. Or were you talking about? Yeah. Well, it could be anything at this point, you know. But uh, no, I'm I'm starting to look at this article that you started telling me about that you want to discuss because mm-hmm. as we right continue in the vein of uh, RESPA kickbacks and, and yeah, things like that, things like that that go on in the industry. Um, you mentioned that there was an article about Zillow mm-hmm. possibly having RESPA violations. Right. And I think I found a different article than you had. Yeah, because I got I found The Real Daily, but you've got something from Mortgage News Daily that you sent over to me. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what this is all about? Sure. Well, and, and again, nothing going on at this at this moment, but the, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau uh, is, is eyeballing pretty much everything that has to do with referrals and real estate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Zillow is a huge site. And as, as, right. as I know you're going to say, they're not a real estate company. Exactly. They're, they're a, not. They're, they're a, a media. They're a they're media, a media company. company. Right. But um, they're a marketplace. Yeah. And, and so, so realtors advertise on Zillow, mm-hmm. lenders advertise on Zillow, other mm-hmm. ancillary services do. And, uh, and so, you know, you're searching through Zillow and you, you look at, uh, hey, there's a kind of a cool house. And you, you see over on the right, there's a button that says, if you'd like more information on this home, click here. Right. And that's going to refer you to a, a real estate agent. And then if you also click, I'm interested in financing information, it's going to refer you to a lender. Well, that's not free. Right. So, so the realtor and the lender are paying, you know, for that for that service. Right. So, so they're yeah, essentially paying as for you referrals. Know, we're a Zillow Premier Absolutely. agent. We, we are. Yeah. We are. So, so uh, you know, so lenders pay for that service, and so in the way the the CFPB is looking at that, you're actually paying for, you know, for those leads. So mm-hmm. that's in in itself okay, but the question comes out: Who's paying? Right. So, like, let's say that a lender says, "Hey, realtor, you advertise in there, and I'll pick up the cost for it." Mm-hmm. But you got to send all those deals to me. Then all of a sudden, we're paying for deals, right? And that violates the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, right? So, well, I can say you muddy. sitting right here in this room, mm-hmm. we have done business on Zillow. And I have closed transactions on there, and you have not been the lender. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, yeah so that's true. That's 
you know, maybe yeah. that's the difference. I mean, of course, we run things a little bit differently between us right. sometimes. Absolutely. But yeah. maybe there are people who have that kind of type of relationship and they need to be a little concerned. In fact, well, actually, your uh, co-marketing with us there mm-hmm. uh, got scrutinized by the FDIC when it Home Street went through did. an audit mm-hmm. and actually adjusted mm-hmm. how we could even do that. Right. Right. Working marketing relationship. Right. Because, well, and of course, everything that, that you and I do are above boards and mm-hmm. fully documented and disclosed oh, yeah. and all of that. But, but yeah, absolutely. So CFPB is really, really starting to, to dig into a, a lot of different corners of the industry. And, uh, and so it's in, in some ways, I, I agree with some of the things they're doing. In other ways, mm-hmm. I, I disagree with, with some of the things they're doing. Oh, yeah. They have a great amount of power, you know, a ton of power. And uh, and that's, that's CFPB or Zillow. CFPB, yeah. You know yeah. what? They both are starting to have unwieldy power in both areas in which they mm. reign. I think that's true. Yeah, to you know, to a pretty big degree. Because from my side, Zillow impacts my industry without actually being in my industry, and that's what most of the consumers, as you know, especially as we teach first-time homebuyer classes. Mm-hmm. Who's the first name that comes out of everybody's mouths when we say, hey, has anybody been looking online already? Right. Everybody's hand shoots up and I say, who is it? And they say Zillow, Trulia, and Redfin are the three companies Mm -hmm. that come out the most. Right. And then I have to explain, well, Zillow and Trulia are the same company, just different brands of the same thing, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And they're not actually selling real estate. And that's the whole thing. So we get through all of that. And then I always go on about how, you know, Redfin is a marketing coup on their side you know, likes to say that, you know, they're better than Zillow. Well, duh, every other real estate company out there is better than Zillow because Zillow's not a real estate company. We mm-hmm. all have the same data, sure. you know. So um, for a company that doesn't actually work within the industry, and I, I, let me just tell you, I've had conversations with Zillow and Hey, I'm going to throw it out there. Anybody who knows someone who works at Zillow, because I do know people who work at Zillow, and I know Spencer Raskoff, the CEO, personally. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to have them come on and have these kinds of conversations with them Mm -hmm. because I have personally been on the phone with my Zillow rep talking about our marketing spend and what we do and how things are working and, you know, what kind of exposure we get and whatnot. And they actually have a a little thing on there now called um, Coming Soon. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And every state, because the states come up with most of the rules that regulate the real estate industry. Right. Right. There's federal law that we have to cover in certain things, but there's also mostly state laws and then our local MLS as well as our associations. Sure. Things like that. But Zillow has just as a generic thing on their site, this coming soon. And they were trying to convince me that I needed to start utilizing this marketing tool on their site. And I said, I can't. And the guy was like, what are you talking about? I said, because our local MLS precludes us from doing that. And if I were to do that, I am at risk of an upwards of a $5,000 fine. Ouch. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of those fines getting levied on real estate agents right now. Right. Because what most people don't understand, the number one lawsuit coming against agents in the last two years is for not putting a property on the marketplace 
because we have had such a frenzied market, because we have had such a shortage of inventory, Makes sense. many times if it's a good property, they sometimes are getting more than asking price. And lawsuits are happening because especially if you happen to work in a, or not work, but if you happen to be living in a, a neighborhood where the homes are f- relatively similar, yeah, yeah, if you do that private deal and then you find out your neighbor down the street got an additional fifty, hundred, or $150,000, now who are you going to look to for that? Right. And so people are looking to their agents going, well, why didn't you tell me that? Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time we are telling you that, but people are just like, oh, but I got this bird in the hand and they and they want to go that direction. Right, right. And so, you know, we end up running into these issues and I told the woman that was my sales rep, I can't do it. And I said, I really would like you to take that to your management level and tell them about it. Right. And she, because she was kind of laughing, I said, "I'm really serious. Mm. Like, take it to your manager." And 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 then I sent her an email with the information from our MLS that stated why we could not do it and what would happen if you did. Interesting. Yeah. And I said, "Show that to the manager." And so she got, she called over a manager. I mean, seriously, Eric, I was on the phone with her, listening to her pull the manager over, pointing it out, reading it to her, and they were like, "Oh, we don't care." They're like, just whatever. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, right. oh, my God, like, what better, are you doing to my industry? Better like, to you're ask just... for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> and, and the sad thing is, I've mentioned this numerous times on the show, because everyone thinks they can make a million bucks in real estate right now, right. and they aren't doing that. Yeah. They come in, and they don't know any better, and they don't learn all the rules, and then they go do something like that. And literally half of the fines for the last six months have all been about some idiot out there pre-marketing property. Mm. I'm not, I'm, I can show you months of that stuff. I mean, it just blows me away. And it's like Zillow perpetuates these issues in my industry because mm-hmm. they don't care about the industry because they're not in the industry. Right. You right. know, and, and to, to further pile on top of that, of how I get so frustrated, Puget Sound Business Journal. So I'm, you know, I get a subscription. In the February 24th edition of this year, that a special Fantastic report. Fantastic publication, by the way. I love the Can publication. Get that out there. But the special report was the cloud that hangs over tech. And gosh darn it, if they didn't have right in the middle of this thing, first of all, the, the amazing news, you know, that shocked both you and I was like, I didn't realize Amazon had 341,000 employees. Company wide, and forty-one, three hundred forty-one thousand. I had no idea. Triple the size of Microsoft now. Yeah, no right? idea. Wow. And then, and then there's like a tenth of the size is Expedia, right? At eighteen thousand, uh, tenth of the size of Microsoft. Yeah. You know, and so, but on this list, they put Zillow with two thousand seven hundred fifty employees. I'm like, they're not even really a tech company. It's a website with a bunch of real estate crap on it. You know, and then Redfin. It's not even a tech company. It's a real estate company who just happens to have a lot of developers who do a really good user experience on their site. Like, it drives me insane. (laughs) Yeah, calm down. I know. know. Actually, (laughs) our producer's like, take a breath, take a breath. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to come back. More real estate, and we're all fired up here on Open House. So fired up. (laughs) Stay tuned or give us a call if you got questions. 866-712-1300. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-13. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. 
Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. I, say there. I know. Sorry, you know what I was You're too I was, busy watching me. No, click I, my was, I was fingers. busy casting my vote for the South End Dick's Drive In new location. You know what? You can thank me right now because I was in a meeting this morning with the Business Development Committee for the Renton Chamber today. Yeah. And we had a whole table of people around the room, and I made sure to mention. Because they were talking about how they're trying to help promote that with the city of Renton. I was like, and a uh, note to self, everybody in the room, two votes per email address. Yeah, that's right. Get in there, that's hashtag right. Renton. I just realized I hadn't got all of my email addresses you know, included on the vote there. So, Oh, well, glad our <laughs> so, show reminds you to there you go. eat at Dick's. Well, this is an okay. important thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Almost. Oh, you're just trying to get me off of the fact that I was about to like blow a Explode. gasket. Yeah, yeah you're about ready <laughs> talking to about the whole tech combust. thing so. and how people are uh, assigned that label here in our lovely town. That's right. Because I'm well, going to say it really does just torque me off. Yeah. It really torques me off. We have some brilliant tech companies in our in We our do. Area, we we really, absolutely really do. do. So, but yeah, we yeah. need to label them properly. <laughs> You know, I mean, because seriously, the only reason Redfin gets that is because they have a bunch of developers in their group. But honestly, Remax has a bunch of developers running their website, too. So, so what? We don't call ourselves that. These guys have to be licensed. They're not, you know. Let's just focus on Amazon. 300 and how many? 47? 341,000. 341,000 employees. Unbelievable. I know. Wow. I mean, they're... They feels like they're all here, but they're not. No, they're all over, they're all over the place. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. We, we have transferees who come in from Beijing. And right. so I'm sure they have a fairly large operation over there. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, and I'm sure they do also over in India. But, um, in fact, I was, who was I talking to recently was mentioning that they have their own cable between offices oh, that actually goes under the sea. Oh, for crying out loud. Because they have such a need for, especially AWS, mm-hmm. the Amazon Web Services, sure. for security because they right. really want to you know, limit the number of people who can get inside of that. So they have their own cable that, that goes under the yeah. ocean. Wow. That's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Did you even know those things existed? I did know the cables. Yes. Yeah. In fact, there's a fascinating book, one of the biggest um, coups in, in, um, between the U.S. and the Soviet Union was when we snuck a submarine, a nuclear submarine, into Sea of Oktosh, sunk down to the bottom, and attached a listening device onto ah. a cable. Uh, in, uh, oh, in you mean, are, you, are we bringing in wiretapping? Uh, that was pretty much the <laughs> ultimate in wiretapping. <laughs> that, <but laughs> a, real, a real case of wiretapping. Fascinating book, actually, yes. um, uh, about that. But okay. it was uh, unbelievable what, what we it. did on that. So okay. uh, anyway. Well, outside of that, yeah. so one of the things that this article, the special report was also talking about was how, you know, again, our real estate market continues to be in this frenzy and frothy environment, partly because... When you look at what the typical pay is of people who work for a lot of these tech companies, um, what they can get for their dollar and quality of life here is what makes a big difference for a lot of folks. And so they give this comparison. uh, Maybe we could take a picture of this and and have it uploaded um, because I don't know if we can get the digital version of this or not. Um, Well, I don't know. I should because I have a... A subscription but um anyway they were just given the compare comparison that for like people coming up here from the bay area which of course they look at our housing prices and go such a bargain yeah um yeah. well the comparison of that income from someone coming from the bay area where a typical uh, software engineer salary is one hundred thirty-four thousand. well that 
translates to roughly 180,000 really in our area when you start counting in like cost of of housing. Yeah. Right. And so this article goes through like what from the Bay area, what that looks like in a lot of other places. And so we're on par with places like San Diego, uh, Los Angeles, just barely behind us. Austin is where like the biggest value for uh, software engineers money goes because that's really uh, comparing the Bay Area is like 198,000. So of course, those guys are living large down in Austin, but you know they're Doing in the well. middle of Texas. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, sorry, sister Shelley in Texas, but um, Denver also is very similar with us, which kind of surprises me. Mm-hmm. Because cost of housing in Colorado is vastly different than here, so I'm kind of curious where they come up with some of these these numbers that they've got. But um, Washington D.C., of course, it's not nearly as much of the value, and same thing with New York because their cost of housing is so much more than ours is. Boston, actually, it's lower value too because Boston is still currently uh, a higher priced city sure. than we are. But Chicago is uh, catching up pretty quickly at uh, 169. So it's pretty interesting information. I'll, I'll post it with uh, our recast of this show. Fired up show. Fired up real estate show. Well, you know, don't you think we ought to be fired up? Absolutely. I mean, other, if we can't get excited about our own industry, who else is going we to? We have a very dynamic and crazy <laughs> industry. Speaking of crazy, yeah, uh, mortgage rates are a little on the crazy side uh, okay. right now, too, because tomorrow... The Federal Reserve Open Market Committee is meeting, the FOMC. Okay. Can I, can I say one other crazy thing before Absolutely. that that also is Amazon-related? Mm-hmm. That same article happened to mention – or not article, but the same uh, uh, weekly subscription piece um, from February 24th also showed that they have a now-patented Amazon fly-by-drone delivery where they will – it's you know patented. they've been working on this. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be able to have all of these different opportunities for things to be just launched at your house, yeah. basically. I was, I was actually We're going to sa- be dive bombing our houses with products. I was sad to I was sad to read that it's actually uh, against the law to shoot the drones out of the sky with your shotgun too. Oh, so. that's too bad. <laughs> kind of bummed about that. Can, but, yeah, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so you were saying mortgage rates? Yeah, the FOMC meets tomorrow. They're going to make an announcement on interest rates, and they're going to increase rates probably a quarter of a percent. So that already has been fully built into today's markets. Um, But what we're really worried about is when the Fed makes an announcement, the the FOMC meets roughly every six weeks. Right. They, They do two things. They announce the rate change if there is any, but then they also announce their bias towards future mm-hmm. actions. Yes. That's the one we're worried about. Right. Because back in December. Because they're heavily biased right now, are they They're extremely biased. Yeah, that's right. And towards, and not, not down, but up. Yeah. So uh, matter of fact, in December. But Janet, that's because they're trying to give themselves a cushion, right? Right, right. Yeah, ex- exactly. They Well, if you think about increasing rates, it's like tapping the brakes on the economy. Mm-hmm. Take money out of someone's pocket and they can't spend it. Yeah. Make exactly. things more expensive to buy, and they might think twice about it. Oh yeah. So it slows the economy down. So we're we're worried about that a little bit because uh, Janet Yellen back in December said they were considering up to three increases this year. Okay. So this well, will be we one. we went into the year knowing that there might be mm-hmm. four, and they've already done one. Yeah. Well, no, they haven't done any yet. So, oh wait, no, so, that was no, December. Is, I'm thinking was, of. Yeah, yeah so they did one in December. So right. we're looking at this one now, and uh, and so we'll keep an eye out, but. Uh, the last two weeks has been pretty rough for mortgage rates. Uh, we are up. We're at a, roughly about a 52-week high at this point. Still not bad. 
uh, but but they're higher than than they mm-hmm. were you know prior to this this sort of run up. So the average thirty year fixed rate conventional conforming loan right now is sitting around four point three nine percent up a little bit. Yeah. At fifteen year fixed rates around three point six. Okay. FHA loans up over four percent, four point oh five. Okay. Jumbo thirty year fixed rates hovering around four point five. So those are up. Yeah, those are definitely up. Yeah, they're up. Okay. So, uh, you know, adjustable rate loans are still hovering like a five-year arm where it's fixed for five mm-hmm. years, adjustable after that, hovering around 3%. So so everything's kind of moved up a little bit over the last, you know, week or so. And uh, we'll see tomorrow what happens. Sometimes we'll get a, a re- we call it a relief rally. Right. Um, the Fed makes their announcements as long as they don't shock everybody. We mm-hmm. could actually see a little bit of a some, a, a, some selling and that could actually cause uh, the rates to drop back down a little bit. Right. Sometimes that happens. Other times, depending on what they say, they could go just a little bit higher. Right. So uh, it's what day it's again is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Be about eleven thirty tomorrow morning local time. Okay. So where where would someone go to get that information? Absolutely. Um, Eric is my banker. You know, I'll probably put a tweet <laughs> out. Now you can. Uh, you know, a couple of good sources. One would be any of the financial websites, Yahoo Finance or Bloomberg. Okay. Um, I like. Uh, We're a Bloomberg a station, there so you there go. you go. There we go. This is Bloomberg Business Radio. So Absolutely. go to Bloomberg.com. It's going to be all over the place. Oh, I'm sure it will. That. So this is going to be probably one of the top stories you know, on the news tomorrow. The other top story coming up. Very important. April 29th, we've got our investor class. Yes, we do. From 10 to, you know what? We actually talked at my marketing meeting before this. We should really expand it from 10 to 1. Well, let's do it. There's plenty of information there to come. So we'll have more information on that. Check us out on at Team Reba or at Erica's My Banker. Thanks for joining and listening, everyone. Join us again next Tuesday, 3 o'clock, Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.